Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. Good afternoon, girlies, and welcome back to the Spritz O'Clock podcast, where each week my bestie and I sip an Aperol Spritz while we talk about all things girl talk, navigating your 20s, and our best advice. My name's Amanda. And I'm Reeves. And this week we are talking about a not very discussed topic, and that is holiday trauma. I cannot wait for this episode because I feel like I have been needing an episode like this to listen to. And I feel like it's going to be super helpful for y'all, especially for people with like maybe divorced parents or any kind of situation kind of like that. I feel like the best episodes to record are the episodes that we wish we had as listeners. Like Reeves and I are huge podcast listeners. So we always try to create content that is stuff we wish already existed because we feel like people, you know, are similar to us and we can provide value in that way because if something doesn't already exist and we want to listen to it, why wouldn't we be the ones to talk about it? And I feel like that's this episode. I know that a lot of people look forward to the holidays and the holidays are supposed to be this like super perfect, comforting, family-oriented time of year. But I think a lot of the time, it's actually a really stressful time of year for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to acknowledge that like, not everybody has the perfect family Christmas or the perfect family Thanksgiving. And there are a lot of like struggles this time of year, especially for people that have like, you know, divorced parents, as you said, or maybe like, I know my friends who have like lost a loved one yeah. or something like that. Anyways, this is getting really depressing. We're not about that. We're going to crack some jokes and make it, you know, lighthearted. But before we get into the episode, we want to talk about ins and outs of the week. Reeves, do you have an in for us? Okay. So my in this week is an interior designer and it's Caitlin Wilson. She actually has a showroom here in Dallas and I went and it's decorated for Christmas right now. It is so perfect and so cute. I got her coffee table book because I just need to take inspo from it, but it's the most girly. I mean, her florals are so pretty and I used to not be a floral person. But really? Yeah. And like stripes, used to not be into stripes. Her pillows and everything are just so cute. And I got the cutest placemats for my new house. Amanda and I are in our home era. And I just am taking inspo from her. She's so cute. So I'll link her below. Caitlin is so cute. And I don't know if you knew this. She's from Dallas too. So she lives in Dallas. Really? Here. Yeah, she's a fun Instagram follow. Yeah. She has amazing home inspiration. She's also an amazing like role model for anyone who wants to maybe be a CEO one day or like an entrepreneur. She has four kids. Oh my God, am I a stalker? No, wait, I don't even know this. I'm, I'm like so intrigued. A little bit more about Caitlin Wilson. She has four kids, lives in Dallas, and is a CEO of her female founded company, whatever. Like I'm literally crazy. Anyways, she would be like a dream podcast guest to have one day, yeah. but she's so cool. And the pillows on my bed are from Caitlin Wilson. So she's super cool. Everything there is so perfect. That's so, a really good in. Yeah. Okay. I know you, I know you're stacked with that. So just lay it on this. I'm like, which one do I do this week? I have so many. I have so many like life updates to give you guys that go along with these outs. So if you didn't know, uh, Max and I just moved into a house, our first house together, our first time living together, my first time being a homeowner. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of good things and a lot of lessons learned, but I feel like the past week has just been super stressful because moving on its own is already stressful. And then just like adjusting to all of the responsibilities of a homeowner, like our washer broke and 
the people that lived in our house before us when they moved out of the house they took all of their bathroom mirrors so that is my out this week (laughs) i i have something to say i think oh my gosh i might literally get slapped on the wrist for saying this opinion right now but if i'm being real like anything that's like a fixture in your home i think when you move out you can leave i agree Mm -hmm. and maybe i'll change my mind one day you know strong opinions loosely held i've never sold a house i haven't gotten there yet but when we sell this house i think that we will leave the bathroom mirrors and the chandeliers and all that stuff and the people that lived in the house before us they took the powder bathroom mirror and the guest bathroom mirror and i just really thought those were a part of the house and they were they were supposed to stay a lot of people have been like why don't you say something i talked about it with my realtor and like honestly i just feel like at this point it would just be awkward yeah to say something and (laughs) it's funny that i'm bitter about it but i didn't really like their taste that much and i think this is really my real answer to this i think there's something we would have ended up changing eventually anyway yeah and yes, is it annoying to not have mirrors in those two bathrooms? Absolutely. But are they the master bathroom? No. So it's not like I'm ever getting ready in there. It's not like we have any children or guests that are going to be staying with us immediately. We don't even have guest bedroom furniture. So like, it's really fine that there's no mirror in there. It's just the fact that they it's took just it. It's like the principle. I'm like, <clears throat> you guys, are you serious? Like, did you even have a bathroom in your new house that perfectly fit this mirror? Like, I doubt come it. on. Yeah, I doubt Come it. on. Anyways, I think, like, window treatments, chandelier or, like, fixture lighting, sconces, stuff like that, and bathroom mirrors, they just should stay in the house. Mm -hmm. Grow up. Grow up. (laughs) Anyways, do you have an out for us? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it kind of goes off of that. Mine's just moving in general. I haven't officially moved, like, all of my furniture, but just the, my house is ready. Um, sorry, I haven't even, I haven't even talked about that. Yeah, do you want to give everybody, like, a little context? Yeah, so I am moving into a house. I'm living alone. Y'all know how I feel about living alone. I just feel like I couldn't go back to having a roommate. But, um, Lulu's gonna have a yard. That's my dog. For y'all who don't know, I'm so excited about it. But the house is getting painted and everything, so it's kind of a construction zone, if you will. And I'm actually hosting our friends giving there tonight. And I told my mom that she's like, what? But we're doing the hibachi thing outside. Oh my gosh, that's like the best idea for friends giving because nobody has to bring yeah, anything. Exactly. So we're doing that tonight. And I have the biggest backyard. So we were like, let's just do it there. And I was like, do not look inside. It actually has like tarps everywhere because they've been painting. But anyways, um, yeah, so I'm moving December 1st. I'm really excited. And I just feel like moving it's i've been slowly trying to take stuff over to the new house and i've been purging which has been nice getting rid of stuff yeah but moving's my out i just it 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 creates a level of stress that i feel like no one really talks about because you don't have a place and you don't feel settled i'm just all about my environment like my environment is such a big part of my mood like Mm -hmm. if i have a clean house my brain feels clean if i have a messy house i feel mentally cluttered i feel the same way and And like yeah and like my car if my car is dirty like it is right now i'm like oh i I can't deal with it (laughs) i kind of want you to explain the hibachi situation for all the dallas girlies listening to this because it's such a good little company to know about oh yeah if they don't i'm not sure the name of the company i know his name is vincent so i'll link it below and i'll keep you guys updated on our experience but he literally brings everything we don't have to even bring 
plates. I mean, we got cute Thanksgiving plates and cute little styrofoam cups from Smoothies, but other than that, he brings everything, sets it all up an hour before. I think he brings sake. Sake? Yeah, or? I've done it before. Basically, he's a hibachi chef that comes to your house. Like, you know how you would normally go to, like, I know the one in Dallas is called Benihana, but a hibachi restaurant where you sit around the big table. It's like a Japanese restaurant. It's like 12 people to table. And then there's like, obviously the little grill in front of you. He like cooks at for you at your house. It's basically like a hibachi setup, but at your home. And yeah, he's really fun. He brings like sake and a squirt gun mm -hmm. and like squirts it into your mouth. It's a really fun pregame before going out to like, instead of going out to dinner with your friends, you like get the hibachi person to come to your house and it's like a fully catered dinner. Such a good idea for Friendsgiving. I know we were like, well, some of the us girls don't like, okay, not myself. I love Thanksgiving food, but some of them don't like Thanksgiving food. They were like, we've been wanting to do hibachi. Should we just do it? So we were like, yeah, might as well. And if you get a big enough group of people, it's like not that expensive. Yeah, we have like 12. So it's not, it's not terrible, but yeah, it's a holiday. It's a treat. I know we deserve it. Okay, Amanda. Do you have an in for us? I actually do have an in this week. Surprise, surprise. I know moving has been a very stressful experience for the both of us, but one positive little, you know, moment, light at the end of the tunnel, fun discovery I've made is I now have a good use for my guest room closet. So at first I was like, I don't know what I'm going to use this for, but now I do. And if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that I love clothes, I love fashion, and I love coming up with little, like, philosophies and strategies on how to dress better and elevate your style. I've talked a lot about the neutral diet, which is one of my little, you know, shopping philosophies. Anyways, I have another one for you. It is called Closet Jail. And it all started when I was unpacking my wardrobe in my new house, and I found this pair of floral pants that are just bothering me. I don't know what it is about them. At one point in time, I really, really loved these pants. And now when I look at them in my closet, I'm like getting the ick, but I'm not quite ready to get rid of them. And, and I don't know what to do with them. And I find myself having this issue with a lot of items. Like I have some sort of attachment to them or I'm afraid I'm going to miss them once they're gone. So I'm not quite ready to sell or donate them. So I've created a home for them called Closet Jail. So I send them to jail in my guest room closet. And if I miss them while they're in jail, then they get to come out of jail and come into my, you know, back into society with the rest of the clothes and into my wardrobe. And if I don't miss them while they're in jail, then then they will be released eventually. No, if, if a certain amount of time goes by, I haven't decided what the time duration is going to be i think maybe like six months you can be in closet jail before you are you know forced to move on from my my collection of clothing out into the wild that sounds like a good amount of time so i'm gonna put these floral pants in jail for six months and if i think about them while they're in jail then i will pull them out i'll try to style them but for the time being I just can't look at them in my wardrobe. So I had to remove them. I also think this is a good way to like test if you want to start maybe dressing a different way or like changing up your style. Like maybe you want to start dressing more neutral, put a lot of your clothes with color in closet jail and see if you miss them. I think that's such a good idea. Or like it's like maybe you want to, you know, start dressing a little bit more. I don't know. What is another? Conservatively. I don't I know why. You provocative. <laughs> okay. Or provocatively. 
put your more conservative pieces in closet jail and see what happens to you. You know, it's just kind of like a fun way to test yourself. I love to like push my limits. So look at you go. Closet jail is my in. You're putting closets to use. This is great. I know. And now every closet has a purpose. Thank God. One of them is the prison. (laughs) (laughs) The clothes prison. For the misbehaving clothes. Anyhoozles, should we jump into the episode? Yes. Well, Reeves, do you want to tell us your holiday trauma? Let's get into it. (laughs) So, I feel like the holidays, for me personally, are always super stressful. And I feel like growing up with divorced parents, my parents got divorced when I was in like fifth grade. And so, it's kind of like totally normal for me. And I feel like growing up and getting older, it's getting harder because, you know, I remember the first time, like when I turned 16, my mom lives like four hours from my dad and I would literally have to wake up on Christmas morning and drive four hours to Birmingham with my brother to celebrate Christmas with my mom and her side of the family. And it like sucks because I'd be like Snapchatting on my friends and they were like home on the couch in their PJs and I'm like literally driving four hours in the car with my brother on Christmas morning. And it's like sad to me that that it's my Christmas. I don't know. So I feel like holidays, a good way to, and I'm working on this in in therapy, working on boundaries with people. And because I feel like I need to protect my peace and protect my holidays. So I'm working on that. But um, I feel like it's just hard with divorced parents because you don't want to disappoint one or the other and you want to be with both of them, but you know, it's just not the reality. So having boundaries is super important during the holiday season because you want to enjoy it too and not just try to people please which is something i struggle with so i also think it's like the compare and despair factor of it Mm -hmm. because even like i have married parents and i know that's like a huge privilege especially around the holiday time of year because all of my friends with divorced families you know they're having to travel between their moms and their dads and there's maybe fighting or a lot of like you know just mixed emotions around the holidays because it's something that you used to do with a certain set of people and now it's a different situation and i can't imagine how hard that is and um i definitely like don't take it for granted that i have a parent i have parents with like a very healthy marriage that being said i think like everybody does have their own kind of trauma with the holidays whatever it is and for me I, I even find myself getting caught in that trap of, like, going on social media and seeing, like, you know, the amount of people that are around somebody else's table and then thinking, like, oh, why am I only celebrating Thanksgiving this year with, like, four people? And, like, yeah. this person has, like, ten people at their house and they have so many friends or so many family members or, like, this wonderful, beautiful tablescape or whatever and... I don't know, I used to have so many friends, like, or I still have so many friends, but, like, in college, a lot of my friends would tell me, like, how much they hated the holidays because yeah. of, you know, either having, having like, a parent that had passed away or, like, mm-hmm. divorced parents, and it's just, like, really hard, especially when they get remarried. My boyfriend, Max, as many of you guys know, his parents are divorced, and I know it's always, like, a balancing act, trying to figure out how much time you're going to spend with, like each person and you don't want to show favoritism and it's a lot of pressure on the kids honestly yes i feel like a lot of divorced parents like don't even realize that like really think about it from your kids point of view because like Mm -hmm. it's a lot to be responsible for 
for making both of your parents equally happy and at the same time you're still just trying to have fun like as a kid on the holidays yeah exactly like that should be your only job on the holidays as a child is to enjoy the holiday and not feel like you're trying to please one parent or the other Mm -hmm. i totally agree and like a whole other layer to that is now that i moved to dallas i'm a plane ride away and the worst part is like there's whenever I fly home, I don't have a car to drive those four hours. And so it's like, my dad has to meet my mom on the interstate on Christmas morning. And then it's like a horrible, like, I literally feel like I'm 14 again. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a super stressful time because you want to make sure everyone has a great Christmas and you want to make sure everything goes smoothly. And it's not awkward when you're me. (laughs) It's just so bad. So, And the holidays are my favorite time of the year. Like, around Christmas time, I always feel like I'm a kid again because... And that's why I, like, go all out and decorate my apartment because I get so excited about it. But, like, I don't know. The holidays really stress me out. And it shouldn't be. So, I am working on that in therapy. (laughs) I think also, going off the, the part where you go, it feels like I'm a kid again... I also feel that way and I love that mm-hmm. about the holidays, but I also hate that because I feel I like I'm regressing. I know. Like I've noticed, I mean, God, especially since I lived at home this summer, like that's a whole different story. But during the holidays, you know, we usually, me and my sister spend the night at our parents' house. We always did in college. Like we would come home from college and my sister has since graduated college and moved to Denver and this is her first year doing that. So I don't know how that's going to look different for us this year with her living in a different state. Mm-hmm. But I always find us getting in like the most family fights around the holiday season. Like yeah. literally last year, we were fighting horribly around the holidays. Like, oh my God, I remember it was my first year. I did Vlogmas on TikTok and I still don't know if I'm going to do it this year because literally those like last four days of Vlogmas, I think it was when I was living at home with my parents and I really wanted my family to be involved in my vlogs caused so many fights no like they were like why do we need to be a part of your social media we don't want to be on camera like all extremely valid but then of course i'm comparing myself to going back to the comparing thing Mm -hmm. i'm going online i'm going on social media comparing myself to other creators who are posting their vlogmas and it seems like their family is all so happy and so willing to participate in their content and then i'm taking out that insecurity on my family and being like why aren't y'all acting like this influencer's family we should all be super super happy to be on camera and all this stuff and i think i literally just had to get through that season and sit back and realize and be like it's not about what anybody else is doing it's not about anybody else's christmas like they have never experienced a vlogmas before like they don't even know what that is like my they don't my parents my sister like my sister's not even like a social media person like she's like you know she's on instagram but she's not like on tiktok yeah yeah. well she's on tiktok but like she's not like an influencer person like she doesn't like keep up with people that way i feel like i don't know so it just caused so many fights no it's just Everyone is so stressed out, and I feel like a whole... Okay, segueing into my other point, um, I feel like what's also stressful is becoming an adult and, like, the post-grad era and trying to transition into, like, how you were in college versus, like, now you're an adult, you have a job, you have to take PTO, um, you're struggling, like, you're on a budget, things are tight, but you still want to get good presents. And then it's like, well, shit, rent's due. And it's a whole, 
it's a whole scene. So I feel like that is something that's not really talked about as well. Like Christmas gifts are not cheap, but you want to be thoughtful. You know, you want to get your mom the hatch alarm clock that she's been wanting or whatever she wants. And it's just hard. I feel like people don't really talk about that either. No. And it's just like, also how much it changes like christmas especially i feel like or the holidays whatever when you're a kid are so magical Mm -hmm. it's at least for me like i feel like seriously it was the biggest reality check whenever i graduated college and i experienced my first christmas postgrad and it was like santa doesn't come anymore there's way less gifts it's way it's just like not about you anymore now that you're an adult which mm-hmm. that's so victimy and pick me to be like it's not about you but my mom's like i'm not doing santa for you guys anymore like you know santa's not real like it's whatever sad. but it's sad because we don't have like any really kids in our family now so nope. there's nobody to like keep that magic alive i know my youngest sister's 18 now so <laughs> yeah it's like we're not pretending for like for what like i know last year we opened up all of our gifts because my brother and i usually leave on christmas morning so we did our full Christmas, Christmas Eve night. And like my sister texted in our family group chat and she's like, literally, can we please not open Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve? Like that was sad. I want to wake up to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so different now that we're older, but, and I, I feel like your Christmas list really change a lot. Like this Christmas, all I- I'm asking for a couch. Yeah. Right? Like, I need stuff for the house. So it's, I know my, one of my college friends texted in our group chat the other day and was like, so like, are you guys asking for Christmas gifts this year? Like, what are you doing? Because I don't know if we're doing that. And I'm like, I don't know. Like my mom hasn't asked me for a Christmas list. I have literally no idea. Like I will have it stacked with my commissionable LTK links, but like, no, literally just ask for it. (laughs) But I just like, I don't know. I feel like it's this weird limbo time where it's like the kids of the family aren't kids anymore, but they're also not married with their own kids. Yeah. It's like such a weird time. Nobody knows how to act. Nobody knows how to act. (laughs) And it's also like going back to being an adult and having to buy people presents now and not just being like the present receiver. Mm -hmm. I really miss just being the present receiver. It's hard. It's super hard. But I'm always like, huh? Like, am I supposed to get my friends gifts? Like, what's the etiquette on that? I know. That's what I don't know about friends. Like, I feel like what we usually do, like, my two best friends that are in Dallas, we usually just, the three of us will do an exchange with, like, $50 or whatever we chose. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what we do. And we just do. Not, like, the whole friend group. We're doing a big white elephant this year. And oh, I'm kind of just calling that it, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. like i just got in like whatever like a big group chat of girls like we're doing like a big white elephant and it's just fine yeah. like i'm like that's the end of that for me like mm-hmm. i don't know i used to when i had roommates i would do like roommate gifts because yeah. i feel like that was a little bit reasonable like you live with someone all year there were so many times like i did that in college you know they took my stuff out of the dryer and like whatever for yeah. me you know what i mean like they it's deserve like it. roommates yeah it's like you it's like warranted i feel like a little bit unless you guys all agreed to not do gifts or something i don't know but yeah it's very weird like other places i know i also think the other area of like where the holidays start to change and like where it can kind of get traumatic is when you have a significant other or when people start getting married so to give you guys a little background context on how my family is i have two married parents like whatever 
one sister my dad is one of six kids and we have so many aunts uncles cousins that all live in dallas like literally all of us live in dallas so growing up we had the biggest family holidays and it was honestly a great blessing like i i don't even think i realized growing up and this is just my own ignorance truly like that other people had such small holidays mm -hmm. because like my holidays were like 25 plus people like every oh, yeah, single time yeah. like it was madness which trust me also came with its own set of issues like i think a lot of the hostesses and stuff over the years started to get very tired and stressed out having to do thanksgiving and christmas for 25 people every single year yeah. <laughs> but um anyways all good things all blessings um but it started to change so much because all of the cousins grew up and my sister and I are actually on the younger side of the cousins. So like my oldest cousin is in her like mid thirties now. And my youngest cousin is, I mean, I think a senior in college, maybe next year, a junior, he, he's maybe a junior in college right now. So we're all pretty old. Like most of us are in our twenties, like late twenties, early thirties, stuff like that. And everyone started getting married and like having kids. And now my great, my grandma has like a great grandbaby. And because we have all these significant others, it added like a lot more people, like yeah. the 25 people was to start with. And now it's like, I don't even know if everyone were to bring their significant others and children, it'd be like a million people. Yeah. I don't even know. But also like all of those significant others have their own families and their own holiday traditions. So like for Thanksgiving, you know, we've all kind of started to split up a little bit more and do like smaller groups and like people have to travel because, you know, their significant mm -hmm. other's family isn't all in Dallas, how our family is. And it's kind of like sad because it's like dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. Like these past few years, I feel like just so much has changed and like my grandfather passed away and like, so now it's really just my grandma. And I mean, she's doing great. She's like stunning. She's still drives and like lives on her own everything she's fabulous but yeah it's just like different like i don't know like it's like you can just like tell everybody's not like growing apart but like very involved in their yeah. own lives and i feel like when i was a kid it was like we were all so close because especially our parents we were they were just so in like the thick of it mm -hmm. with like raising children yeah. and like yeah just so much has changed and so many people have gotten married and like i'm obviously like very excited to celebrate the holidays with like max's family i've done thanksgiving with them like i mean before this year i think it was like the past three years in a row i did thanksgiving with them that was like honestly a lot i didn't even think about that until now how much i'd skip thanksgiving with my own family but um <laughs> yeah so it's just like interesting like as like just from like an observation yeah. point of view just like how much has changed i don't know and something else i feel like that this is kind of sad but growing up and going through the holidays you realize how how your grandparents are getting older like i've realized this lately yeah. and it makes me really sad and so it adds another layer of pressure where it's like i don't okay this sounds like super morbid my grandparents are like in good shape like they're great i talk to them all the time but it's like i don't want to miss a holiday with them yeah like i don't know so i feel like that's a whole added thing it's just yeah one thing after another with the holidays but i think God. it's because i think like where this stems from is like christmas like i feel like is what me and you are referring to most mm -hmm. like is a specific time of year every single year where you are with 
usually the same group of people Mm -hmm. so it's very easy like as time passes to compare year to year and notice like the evolution of certain things and how things change and aging is so real like even with my parents like i feel like Mm -hmm. i notice it like my my parents don't act like old people like they're still very like young and with it and like i mean come on i'm 24 years old like they're not ancient uh but it's just like interesting to like notice my mom just like doesn't want to put up as many christmas decorations like that's like a huge one like my mom like we're going to cabo for thanksgiving this year and she was literally like i i just i can't do it like you know like i just don't want to do this big like show and do and host again Mm -hmm. like it's just too much hosting so hard i cannot imagine having like a huge thanksgiving meal and having that pressure like for the holiday meal yeah i'd be so stressed out I also think it's like for some people it's really energizing and really fulfilling and for other people it's very stressful and it's very important to know like what type of person you are so that you don't get in that situation Mm -hmm. where you are like stressed. I love hosting like it's truly one of my favorite things to do but I don't know why I get so stressed out about it like I won't be able to eat the food that I'm serving there like I'm Mm -hmm. like running around sweating blotting my pit You do get stressed hosting. Like what is wrong with me and I love it. I get stressed so hosting if I'm hosting people that I don't know that well. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't get stressed hosting, like, a group of my close friends. No. I feel like I have my close friends over all the time. So it's yeah. like... I mean, I feel like it's probably everybody. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't get stressed hosting, like, you. Like... <laughs> no offense. No i'm like get your own plate over there yeah, <laughs> yeah i know i was like me and reeves before this we ate jersey mics on the bed like right here we're like literally onions in the bed ew that was gross of us anyways <laughs> onions in the bed i i don't know if i see myself being a hostess for the holidays in the future i think i do and you know what's so interesting to me i think like thinking about myself as a parent i feel like like, do you imagine the holidays for your future family? Like, yes. do you think about, like, when you're on your own family Christmas right now, you're like, I will never have this problem for my yeah. kids. Or, like, I will do this so that Santa's like this for them. Yeah. I always think about that. Like, as a culture, like, why is that such a big deal for us? Like, no, It's weird. When you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, I want to set my Christmas tree up like this so that when my kids see it on Christmas morning, they have the magic of Christmas. Like, what <laughs> is wrong with that? Like, we have to eat the half the cookie and like drink some of the milk from Santa. It just was never that serious, but we made it that way. <laughs> I was, like, I've always been super extra, but I was like a very extra child, and I feel like my parents went above and beyond to oh see i feel like it was a very extra child with very like realistic parents in the sense of like they were like not eating the cookie they were like here you go my parents were very extra on that you want to know what one of my holiday traumas is and this is going to sound like horrendous probably to so many people but i remember when the kit kittredge treehouse came out oh my god i think american girl it was kit who had the treehouse Mm -hmm. what am i right i think so yeah and i really really wanted it for christmas one year like re- like this was my number one like i was like i need need kit's treehouse so i like, wrote my letter to santa i was like okay santa like come on come through with the with the treehouse yeah. like i really want this and so i am like it is 4 a.m christmas morning i'm springing out of bed i'm like ah, it's treehouse day <laughs> you know all this stuff run downstairs like looking through my toys like ripping everything open where's the treehouse i'm a brat 
I just lose it. Oh, I don't see the treehouse. I'm like crying. I'm like, this is the only thing I wanted. I don't want this Pez that I just found in my stocking. <laughs> I, I don't want, I do not want this matching like lounge set from Target. Like, I don't want any of this shit. I wanted the treehouse. And so then, you know what made it worse? Oh my God. If I, my mom, my poor mother is listening to this. Mom, I'm not trying to drag you. Like, I've since moved on and like, I understand as an adult that like, we can't have everything. We can't have everything. And, like, it was a literally a treehouse. Anyways, like, it was not that serious. I needed to get over it. Uh, anyways. But um, <laughs> Santa had written me a note saying that the treehouse couldn't fit in his sleigh. No. And so, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, Mom, if you're listening to this, that just made it worse. Like, you could have just been, like... I didn't know you wanted the treehouse or like something stupid like that. I don't know. But like, he was like, I'm sorry. I couldn't bring you the treehouse. It didn't, ri- it didn't fit in, in my sleigh. And I was just like, I still believed in Santa. So I was like, like, screw you, Santa. Oh my God, how big was the treehouse? Like, I didn't even think about, like, then I was just like blaming myself. Cause <laughs> like, why am I scarred from this like obviously you are if you're still thinking about it no i'm now. not still thinking about it like I, this is not something i think about i think about this once a year like your maybe. roman empire it's christmas. like on christmas i do remember the tree house but like it's fine but after that i remember like i used to have to journal when i was a kid that i would write to myself all the things my parents did wrong that i wouldn't make a mistake for my kids no like should i go to jail for that probably mine's like a mental thing but no, you wrote it out. I remember okay. writing, like, I'm Amanda, I'm 12 years old, and when you have kids, or, like, it was to myself, like, do you, like, some of them, like, I remember my mom wouldn't let us do two sleepovers in a weekend, like, if we slept out on Friday night, we couldn't sleep out Saturday night, and I remember that was the start of this journal, <laughs> because I was pissed, like, I would be like, why can't I have, this is my only other night of the week that I can have a sleepover that I don't have school, and you're gonna make me sleep at home? You witch? Like, you witch. You went? Like, that is evil. Man, I'm and now I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I was being a little bit wild for sleeping out two nights a week in, like, fifth grade. <laughs> like, I needed to calm down. But, like, yeah, I used to write notes to myself, like, you're 12 years old right now, and this made you really mad, and if you do this to your kids, like, don't ever think that's okay like don't ever don't ever forget that that really hurt you oh my god and so the treehouse is in there that is so damn funny i still have it the journal there's some crazy shit in there most of it is like (laughs) i would like side with my mom actually like 99.9 percent of it is like i would side with my mom now that is so damn funny I've got to read this girl it's wild i need to find it i honestly couldn't tell you it's in a box somewhere with my well, actually, a lot of my stuff's in boxes still right now, but... Well, my life's in a box. Yeah, <laughs> it's in one of those boxes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, like, this is so random, but my favorite Christmas movie is Four Christmases because I relate to it on such yeah. a high level. Uh, so if y'all want a good laugh about holiday trauma, just watch Four Christmases. I think it's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, so I love it. Did you ever, it's like a random question I have for you. Did you ever get in fights like over gifts with your family? Yeah, I was such a brat, such a brat. I'm glad that you say that because like I think about myself and I'm like, (laughs) I would throw tantrums. No, I, I would too. It was horrible. It I makes me so upset now, to think I, about no, it now. I, I think about it now and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I can't was remember. Was that normal? Like, no. Oh, I got in, um, 
an HP computer, like a laptop, and it wasn't a Mac. And I like threw, and it had pink, um, like a pink screen thing or like a case, and it had like polka dots on it. Like yeah. my mom had really tried, and I was like, "This is a Mac. I hate this computer." Like they bought me a laptop, and I was like, literally, my parents were still married, so I was in fourth or fifth grade. Like, yeah, horrible brat, horrible brat. I think mm-hmm. it's because, like, as a kid, like in your eyes, you save like the stuff that that you know is really out of pocket for your <laughs> Christmas list. Like, you're like, the odds <laughs> that my parents are actually going to buy this for me are already really slim. So I'm going to save it for Santa. So I'm going to save it for Santa. And then when Santa, like, barely misses the mark, it's so, like... It's horrible. Crushing. Uh-huh. Because you're like, this was my one chance, and now I will literally never, never own a it. Mac. Like, one thing I also will say is, now that I share my life on social media, one thing I want to make sure I don't do like as a mom well actually i don't know i feel like i have this opinion now but everything's substitute to change because i don't have kids yet and i don't know how i'll feel when i have kids yeah but like i just don't want to like pretend to have like perfect holidays on social media no i know i feel like like it really like makes me mad like i think it's me projecting my own insecurities honestly but like sometimes like these mommy bloggers like every single year that i just see like all of this like posed like everybody in their christmas pajamas i'm like i know those kids did not want to do that no they're perfect outfits in the living room i know the it's tables like the, the hostessing type things see like, i kind of love the tables oh i love the tables but i'm just like my table probably won't look like that but i don't know your table probably will <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to, like, drag anybody because I'm sure there's a lot of people that, like, that does bring them joy. And maybe their kids love posing for those photos. So, whatever. I need to be less judgmental. You know what I think another thing is? What? Christmas cards. Oh, Christmas cards are trauma. Wait, Reese, can I tell you something? So, my family, we're taking Christmas photos on the beach and in Cabo. No, but I already like, feel the anxiety about it. Like, yeah, there's like so my much family pressure. members. Like, we're all wearing white, and it's like, do y'all do the thing where it kind of like gives, it's just like, like a little everybody's blurb. like already like fucking pissed about it. Like, yeah. I can just like feel the energy around it. It's mm-hmm. always so negative. It's not good. Like, I feel like the best time to get a Christmas card photo is literally in the dead of summer when y'all are on a vacation or something, and y'all get one good picture of everyone together and just use that for the Christmas card because I feel like the whole, oh, we're going to pick a color scheme. Oh, it's on this date. The photographer's coming, and everyone needs to wear this. Like, even with me and my sister being fully grown adults, like, I promise you, like, you're going to have that that day. Somebody's going to have tears. Mm -hmm. There's always tears. It's going to be a bad day. Like, it always is. I know. I made the mistake one year of getting lip filler. (laughs) Your days before. <laughs> okay, like, that's on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is fully on you. It was horrible. And then, oh, one year, this was actually like when I was living in Dallas. Um, I got Infantigo, which is like common oh. in children. Yeah. On my face. Oh my God. Wait, my roommate had this my freshman year of college. I yeah. I, I know from, exactly what you're I talking about. I think I got on. it from Barry's boot camp. Anyways, um, not to drag them. I used to love working out there, but <laughs> I got Inventigo on my face and I was having a actual psychiatric meltdown because I had like open sores yeah. on my face, like not to be like graphic here or anything, <laughs> but I was like on steroids, antibiotics. I was sobbing to these random dermatologists here in Dallas. I was like, I'm not going to take Christmas card photos. And then I had to have Thanksgiving with my ex-boyfriend's family like right after 
And at that point, they kind of looked like zits almost, but I was so distraught. It ruined my Thanksgiving. So just like things happen. And I looked horrible for the uh, Christmas card photos. It was just terrible. I hate it. Hate them. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about Christmas card pictures. Like, I kind of like need to, I like hate that vibe though. Me too. Of, like, a set-up Christmas card photo. But then I'm, like, sometimes I, like, love that we have the photos, like, years later. Yeah. Like, like, once the trauma has subsided a little bit, like, time heals all wounds. And I look back when on, like, things when I was, like, younger. And I'm, like, wait, I kind of love that I, like, had a picture at that age. It's really mixed emotions around it. I totally agree. But, um, like, listen to me literally dragging Christmas card photos as I literally send out sent out Christmas card photos of Lulu and me last Christmas. <laughs> and we're going to do it again. Like, we need a picture in front of the tree soon, so. Yeah, but that's, like, cute. Like, you were excited about that. Yeah. I can't believe I sent it to your old apartment and you never got it. Wait, can we go back to the blurb thing that you were talking about? The people that write a whole essay about how, like, everything their family accomplished this year? Okay, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just point blank in my opinion. Don't do that. Oh, well, my family literally does the blurb. Um, they have done it every year, but last year, I think like with me having a job, my sister having a job, maybe they wanted to let people know that we moved and got jobs, but they literally said Reeves works for an educational <laughs> software company. I was like, can y'all not put them on the Christmas card? It makes me sound like a nerd. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but, um, I'm not going to do that. I'll just put our ages. So. I like when people with the ages. Yeah. It allows everybody to keep up with you. Look, not all blurbs are created equal. <laughs> There's some that are a lot more annoying than others. Let's. I have this weird ass <laughs> distant cousin that prints out printer paper and it's an essay. No, yeah, that's the blurbs I'm talking about. Oh, like, there is this one family I'm thinking of that sends us a card every year. <laughs> and it is a two page, full, single spaced long blurb i'm like who has the time like if you want not everybody needs it like look if you want to keep up keep up with your friends like yeah anybody who needs this long of a blurb is who is this out of out to date on your life like they didn't need to know they can go on your facebook they can go on your instagram like there's no need for these essays of like braggery we did not need to know that sally jane graduated summa cum laude yeah. from vanderbilt and now is in pharmacy school and like congrats like <laughs> cool and like now she's living with her roommate and best friend in new york for the summer in their manhattan apartment like i don't give a hoot and a half about that at all also i just would like to say i throw all those blurbs in the trash without reading them i know oh my god am i going to hell <laughs> like i'm like we don't give a shit about you your blurbs. blurb i will not read that i will not be reading that because there's no way i'm gonna read that and be like thank god i read that thank god i know thank god i know that she got her appendix out last year and she had a speedy recovery thank god <laughs> like that was funny <laughs> thank god mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i got mad about last year it's like our dogs are always on it and they didn't put lulu in it and i was like you know what evil screw it we don't want to be in the car. <laughs> don't want to be in it. One year, I actually was so mad about the picture and how bad it turned out. We had to redo it. <laughs> and then I threw a tantrum. This was like literally my senior year of college. And then I threw a tantrum because I was like, I hate my outfit. 
I'm not coming back for this photo. Like, I'm not driving back home for it. Like, it is, yeah, there's just a lot of pressure on Christmas card photos that I also feel like that sounds so <laughs> niche. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I hope people can relate to this. <laughs> the world's biggest brats. <laughs> we are the world's biggest brats, but we know it. So it's we like, call this brat o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> actually like low-key we should have um, should, we should have just called this like brats should we have a rebrand <laughs> okay so like take a poll <laughs> leaving them in the comments anyways <laughs> i think that's enough trauma for today i think we've like kind of well i, I at think least traumatized everyone from having to hear our trauma and i've like trauma dumped on everyone but like i'm glad we could do it together and y'all now know us on a deeper level so I also just wanted to do an episode like this because I feel like it's not talked about enough and there are seriously people out there that think they are the only person that has an imperfect holiday season or like family situation Mm -hmm. and the truth is like the holidays always involve tears and fighting and stress yeah for literally every single family I don't know about the people that live in Utah they always look really happy you know like the Mormon bloggers they have maybe cracked the code i'll admit that because i've never or they're putting on a really good show because they're they're the ones i'm talking about on instagram that i'm like what is in the water that y'all are drinking because we're all pissed off over here (laughs) i'm dying well i guess my advice moving forward is set boundaries with family friends whoever you need to and don't compare yourself to other people during the holiday season because everyone's holidays are different everyone's situation is different so and it's just don't put your don't put the pressure on yourself to be perfect like the holidays are not perfect you don't have to be the perfect hostess you don't have to be the perfect gift giver the perfect daughter do what works for you and everybody will forget about it i promise everyone has their own shit going on as much as you think the holidays are about you know giving gifts giving gifts and all that stuff like everybody is preoccupied with their own like having to meet their boyfriend's parents or whatever's going like everybody's at the end of the day everyone's self-obsessed you just have to remember that and like you have to do what works for you i totally period Mm -hmm. it's not going to be perfect so don't don't set the bar that high because it's never going to be perfect no that's what i've learned so, if y'all have any holiday um, trauma type stories, if y'all want to DM it to us, let us know. please let us know because we would love to hear it. Yeah, We'd I would love, love to hear. No, I'm not alone. I mean, yeah. it's not alone. No one's alone. We can, or just leave them in the comments down below too. You can always comment yeah. your own little trauma story if you'd like. Anyways, it looks like it's about time for us to wrap up. Thank you so so much for tuning into the Spritz O'Clock Talk today. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to leave a review, give us a five star rating if you're listening on Spotify. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, or feedback, you can DM both me and Reeves on social media. My username is at it's Amanda DeWitt and Reeves is at Reeves underscore Lee. With that being said, ta-ta for now. I hope everybody has a wonderful day, a wonderful holiday season, a wonderful Christmas, no matter what you celebrate. And we will see you guys here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.